Hi, beautiful people. Welcome to the Heal and Glow podcast, a place to discuss real everyday life, focusing on topics such as business life, health and wellness, spiritual health, mental health, and faith talks. A place to listen to positive and kind, encouraging words and inspirational stories. Leave each week with abundance and love and positive vibes. Thanks for listening. Peace, love, and glow. Erica. Hi guys, welcome back to another Heal and Glow podcast, Women's History Month edition. This is going to be episode number two with the lovely Amber. Um, we met, you said when you were 21? Yeah, we met when we were 21. So how old are you? I'm now 31. So we met 10 years ago, bartending. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's so funny? One of my clients used to go to Big Shots. We'll talk about that on the side, but right. I'm pretty sure you know him. Right. Um, he comes here all the time. It's so funny. He's like, I didn't know he worked there. And I was like, yeah, for like a very brief moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he started naming all of them. And I was like, oh my God, you know person? <laughs> He's like, yeah. Um, anyway, we met 10 years ago. We always stayed in touch. We were babies. Babies. Because, yeah, I was only a year babies. older than you. Yeah, I was a year older than you. That was another. That should be another podcast episode on its own. Because right. that environment <laughs> was, that was a very crazy time in my life. Yes. Money was good. Money, Money was, was good. Money was good, but um, the environment, which I do, we should definitely come back and do another podcast and yes. talking about working in that environment mm-hmm. because I think it's really important to bring that attention because it affected so many of us mm-hmm. that it was a crazy environment. You know, bar, it's a bar Bar-tending scene. Period, yeah. yeah, but you know how that goes. Anyway, um, fast forward 10 years, this is chick over here is so <laughs> successful um you already are you how many people followers you have on instagram i have 13k 13k right what do you you work for dj i'm dj sus one's um executive assistant uh-huh. i'm also his editor-in-chief and his event coordinator for the dinner and a movie events oh yeah uh-huh. yeah i saw you post that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those are very uh the planning process can be a little stressful mm-hmm. but uh, it always comes together, and Sus is always really proud of me. So I I truly appreciate him because he was probably, being in the music industry and being a male mentor mm-hmm. that has never disrespected me, never hit on me, never allowed his friends to hit on me or to disrespect me, like always made sure like I was in good hands whether or not he was there. Like him being a mentor to me is a huge part of where I am now because I started with him when I was an intern and this I believe this was like five years ago I was his intern um the he dismantled TFP and only kept me wow and he's just like I just need you for this blah 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 so then he invited me for Thanksgiving dinner and it was like a a Friendsgiving Mm -hmm. and that's when I was just like um yo do you need an assistant Mm. And he's like, I don't have the money for one. And I was like, I didn't ask you that. I want to learn from you. Mm -hmm. So I probably was his assistant for a year. Mm -hmm. And then he began paying me. Wow. The second second year that I started, he began paying me for, you know, events and, like, blogs and the stuff here and there. And then he put me on a salary. So, yeah, so he's, I, he's a very. That's a very. Just right there is very inspiring because I feel like as women, we're so afraid to like shoot our shot in a sense when mm-hmm. it comes to business. And men too. Sometimes I agree 
not in all aspects, but sometimes you need to like step up to the plate a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, um, you know, you put yourself out there and look at where it's got you. And I think the most important part of that was like you worked for free for mm-hmm. that year because a lot of people seem in this generation that we where we're a part of, right? And then I love this generation because we're being boss babes and we're mm-hmm. becoming millionaires and I love it. But a lot of people seem that they're, they don't want to stoop to the working for free, that they're too above that. And I think that's where they miss so much opportunity. Yes. Because, like, I will listen to Diddy's story, and he's like, I worked for free for years. Like, in the radio. We ra- grew up on that. Yeah, in the radio industry. Like, intern is intern free. Now yeah. they have paid internship. Which yes. is great. Great. And great. if you get your coins, we are so happy for you, but you really have to start from the ground up, and that's what makes you successful, mm-hmm. and that's what makes you successful for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Like, every success, if you listen to. Jim Carrey heard his story. He was homeless, living in his car right. before he got called for liar, liar. Like right. literally homeless. Like everyone's story came from like you have to go through that stage of like yeah. how bad do you really want it mm-hmm. and really pursue. So I think that's really important to highlight. Um, he, um, like I said, with with Sus, he he actually told me his story and he was sleeping on the train to get from New York to Connecticut when he was interning. Mm-hmm. And now look, he's Mariah Carey's DJ. He's the Wendy Williams show DJ. He's on Power 105. He has his own brands. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's like younger me working for free. I, I, I knew what it was about. It's me gaining experience, me gaining mm-hmm. knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Me being able to put myself in a better position. Because mm-hmm. if I'm going to work for free, it's going to have to make sense. Right. And every time that I did that, for the most part, it always elevated me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm able to be here. That's why I'm able to talk talk my talk. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because it's like, listen, I didn't sleep with nobody to get here. Mm-hmm. I didn't step on anybody to get here. I didn't do anybody dirty to get here. I got here through pure intentions. I got here through hard work. I got mm-hmm. here through God. And I got here because of, I, of me having self-respect for mm-hmm. myself. I never want my name attached to a man oh she made it because she was with him or she dated him or right, no right. it was none of that this you was are literally made. self-made yes you are the definition of self-made yes i also think too it's also your positive energy i remember when i first met you yeah. like we go into this bar and there's like all these gorgeous girls mm-hmm. and i'm like I'm, i was like i'm not even gonna get hired at the time I'm like there's no way they're gonna hire me because it was a very certain look there and then, um, I don't know, what do we have, like, 20 girls that work there? We have, it, it seems like that. I don't yeah. think we actually had that Maybe, many. like, 10 to 12. It was, yeah. it was, a, it was a good, it was, it was a good, a good, amount, good, of good amount of girls. And I remember, like, from day one, you were always very sweet. Oh, I'll show you. Like, and I had never bartended before. Like, it's not even that hard. Like, I'm going to tell you. And, like, you were just always very sweet, always very bubbly. Like, your energy was just always high, like, high-spirited. And, like, it's really hard. When, it's so intimidating when you go into that scene. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm already feeling self-confident because, you know, like, I'm, you know, I don't have, like, these huge boobs. And, like, you know, like. I didn't either. Yeah. And, and, I, I, <laughs> and it was, like, you know, I didn't look like the rest of them. And I wasn't a blonde. And I was, right. like, Spanish. And mm-hmm. I felt like you made everybody feel, like, comfort and at home yes. and I think that's also why like you're so blessed because you Thank are you. so like a blessing to other people mm-hmm. I just because you know what I I know what it feels like to be an outcast all the time mm-hmm. and as much as I'm okay with it when you're walking into an environment that's intimidating you just kind of want to be like yo I, I got you come here like let me give mm-hmm. you a hug let me let me welcome you like because 
if I could have that wherever I went, I would love that. But unfortunately, not everybody is like that. So if I can help you in some kind of way, just be more comfortable and being yourself, because even though you're comparing yourself to these girls, you are very gorgeous yourself mm-hmm. in your own way. When you Thank came you. in, all, all the guys were just like, oh my God, who's that? I'm like, that's Erica. Like, you know what I'm <laughs> that's my baby Erica. And they, they loved you. So yeah. just because we didn't look like them, does I wanted you to still feel comfortable because you know I was the only Asian there. Yeah, I was a token Asian, quote unquote. Yeah, for we a had while. like one Asian, one black girl, yeah. <laughs> like maybe two Hispanic girls. Like right. you know where this is going. Like mm-hmm. and 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 we still thrived, and you had your regulars, and we still made money, mm-hmm. and you know like. It was just really confident to see, like, okay, like, it was a personality that won us over. Because maybe we didn't have the bodies like these girls, but it was all personality. It was, Mm -hmm. like, us for who we genuinely were. Not that the other girls didn't have any personality and that they didn't, they all, we all had our people that, like, were drawn to us. Yeah. And we all had our regulars, but it was just, like, nice to see that, like, okay, it's more than just the outer. It's the inner. Especially the regulars there. Most of them were very, very chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very talkative, like, always like I said, a welcoming type of group. Yeah. And I still keep in touch with um some of them. Yeah. Not a lot of them, but some of them. Yeah, I think I think again, like it was a it's an environment that I want I'm like glad I worked in because it was definitely a, like a lesson learned for me, mm-hmm. like this nighttime industry and like all of that. But it did make it better because I feel like the girls were very sweet. Like yes. It yes. looked intimidating, and I remember um, I always thought Andra was like gorgeous, and I was such like, a sweetheart. "She's gonna be such a bitch." And she was so she was nice, thing. and I was like, "Oh my god, like you're so sweet!" Like everybody mm-hmm. was so sweet. Her, Melissa, well, all of them, like very yeah. like welcoming. But I just noticed you the most, like very bubbly personality. Mm-hmm. Like you know, times got rough there. Sometimes the night would go sour, and like there was fights, and it was just like, ugh, it was just. I that negative energy. Yeah, like that negative <laughs> energy was just like, oh, like, you know. But we always made it out. So mm-hmm. we definitely have to talk about that on another podcast. Yes. Um, the we main so reason, I know. Look at us 10 years later. It's crazy. <laughs> Who would have thought us bartending, like business leaders, owners, yeah. self-made, like working for celebrities. Like it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted you to be on here because you have your own um, – Foundation, or is that a, is it, it's a foundation? Right? It's a foundation organization, um, whatever it is that you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And and just let them know, like, what is the name and what is it about? It's um, it's called the Beast Within. It was originally called Pain Into Power, um, where it was completely nonprofit. I changed it to the Beast Within two years later, mm-hmm. um, just because I felt like I was Pain Into Power was so oh my god you made it through that like oh my god like mm-hmm. no sympathy I don't want your freaking sympathy mm-hmm. like I'm good I made it you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like I'm a survivor so every time I said that and that was the reaction I got I hated it mm-hmm. so I'm just like yo it's called pain into power but everybody was so stuck on the pain mm-hmm. I'm like nah then the pandemic happened and I'm just like whoa now what mm-hmm. like now now what do we do because mm-hmm. I can't have self-defense camps I can't have healing circles and it ended up, I went through such a, such a terrible time during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I was dating somebody that was tearing me down and was like, he was like hating on me, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, so once we broke up, I, I was lost, I was confused, like I needed, I needed to just focus on me. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started going to the gym more. 
I started doing more things that I love that I stopped doing. Your arms look really, I meant to tell you before yeah. we started, your arms look so toned. I'm Thanks like, damn, yeah. okay. <laughs> I just hit the juice headache. I know, I'm like, I see um, you. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was, I focused more on loving me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was really able to tap in more with God because it wasn't, like it was like all right what am i supposed to what am i supposed to do how do i help these girls instead of just me talking about my healing all the time mm-hmm. a part of the reason why i do self defense is because nobody is ever going to put their hands on me mm-hmm. ever again i don't care if you're a female i don't care if you're a male of course i'm not out here like beating people up like that's yeah. not what we're doing you know what i'm saying but if you put hands on me and you're trying to harm me i don't care about my size that's the whole reason for a self defense mm-hmm. trainer and and you know because you do self defense yeah. as well it's not about your size, it's not about your strength. It's all about the points that you hit. Right. And I want these women to know that because I feel like so many of us are intimidated mm-hmm. by these big-ass men, mm-hmm. whether or not it's in the gym or whatever, and it's like you need to understand like you belong here. Mm-hmm. And men always feel entitled to like touching you mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just, yeah. like, just don't don't touch me. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? And I want women to be able to just feeling more confident just walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially I mean, you know, we see the news all the time. Women are dying constantly. Whether mm-hmm. their boyfriend killed them, the Uber driver killed them, they found missing in a park, or you know, and we don't even right. know what happened. And I think it is so important for self defense, and that is why I box. I box because it's also like a mental thing for me. Mm-hmm. But God forbid I ever get into a fight. Like I know how to throw hands. Right. Or like, even you seeing that I know how to throw hands, maybe you won't even mess with me in the first place. Right. You know, but it is very. It's very hard to be a woman in, in this. It's a it's good and bad, right? So we're getting higher up on businesses. We're becoming business owners. We're getting more recognition. But at the same time, I feel like now more than ever, you know, we're also getting the the bad side of like the kidnappings and the rapes right. and the and the beatings mm-hmm. and the murders. So I think, unfortunately, it is our job to really take care of ourselves and always be on you know I remember my dad giving me pepper spray and I was like what? That's on my keychain though. Yeah and I'm and then I'm like I should start carrying it more yeah, and I'm keychain. like oh my god I, I definitely need to carry this more but I was traveling into the city a lot mm-hmm. and I was working till 12 1 o'clock in the morning and he's like you need to protect yourself yeah like you you need this yeah um so the beast within is you mentioned you were a survivor what kind of survivor are you? I'm a domestic violence survivor okay um so most of my art and my content on the piece within the website the instagram even on rebranded instagram um it's all about embracing what comes after mm-hmm. what comes after you leave mm-hmm. everything everything good all mm-hmm. the blessings all the opportunities the self-love comes after you know what i'm saying realizing that you never needed that person in the right. first place and it's just it's more me- it's the mental abuse that keeps you there mm-hmm. where it's just like nobody's gonna love you mm-hmm. I love you more than anybody you're gonna need me you ain't the manipulation you know? yeah so it's like emotional manipulation and it's it plays with your mind yeah. especially when the person is like threatening your well-being and the ones that you love like mm-hmm. like he knew where I where my parents lived at the time and he always threatened to like hurt my nephew and anyone who knows me knows my nephew is, is yeah. my heart and my soul and my yeah. dad um so things like that it's majority of the time it's it's mind games right. and that's why I tell women um even though I made the mistake of not reporting the first couple of times that it happened. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I tell women all the time, even if you don't want to file a report, please, for the love of God, just mm -hmm. little something on record. Just go there, just be like, hey, you know, let me just, this happened, but I don't want to file charges, but can you just make a document of it? That's all you have to do for your own safety. Mm -hmm. Nobody has to know about it except for you and that officer. Mm -hmm. Because when, because I know this sounds terrible, but when it comes time mm -hmm. and you really want to leave and you want the cops there and you haven't called not once or you have them come all the time, it's like they're going to, I know it sounds bad, but they're going to it's like the what's that boy the boy who cried wolf oh yeah 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 you can't you can't do that right you know right. what i'm saying so if you're unsure and you kind of want to slowly plan on on leaving or save the evidence too yeah right. save like, all the evidence yeah the text messages yeah like send it send it to your girlfriend have her keep it mm -hmm. you delete it off your phone you know right. what i'm saying right. um email it email it yeah. or whatever delete the email delete the scent um so i try to tell girls all the time like document it mm -hmm. somehow some way document it even if it's with the friend where just like yo if you just put hands on me have your girl save that mm -hmm. you know so um i made a mistake of not doing it and i ended up i ended up in the hospital with three broken ribs it's crazy i remember hearing your story for the first time so you dated this, it was after we met, but yeah. then we, I had left um, the bar, you were still here and there, and I remember, I remember seeing him, like, I still remember what he looks like, um, and everything looked great, mm -hmm. you know, everybody was like, of course. looks like you loved each other, I would have never, and I remember when you, you told your story, I was like, first off, I cried, I cried, <laughs> like, and not in like an, a, like, I just, to, to know that someone can hurt someone so bad, and like, nobody deserves that, mm -hmm. so like, it made me emotional, and I'm like, damn, like, and then just seeing your strength and your resilience and having the strength to talk about it mm -hmm. after everything is said and done. So you met him and was he abusive from day one or like a gradual? No, it was it was gradual. It was gradual. Definitely gradual. The first time he hit me, um, he I'm the type of partner, it's just like you wanna go through my foot. It's it's right here. Yeah. You're very I, I, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm not doing nothing. Go ahead. Um, so he for some reason he was going through my phone. I'm just in the car, mm -hmm. chilling. He gets mad. I have no idea why he's mad. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody called me sweetheart. Mm -hmm. Which, now he called me babe. And even now, like, babe is so normalized. Yeah. Like, I call or you love. babe. Or I call her yeah. love. It's, yeah, it's yeah, normal. Yeah. So, it was sweetheart. Mind you, the man is married. Mm -hmm. The man never hit on me a day in his life. He was just being respectful. He was actually reaching out to give me an opportunity. Because I was modeling at the time, too. Mm -hmm. He slammed my phone. We're in the car. He, there, you know, the McDonald's sweet teas? Yeah. He took that and he poured it on me. Oh my God. He took my head. He bashed it into, into the dashboard, the console. Mm -hmm. He started punching me and then he spit on me. Wow. So it's like, I, he got out the car. So what I did, I locked the doors and I hopped in the passenger seat and I ran to, um, I drove to my best friend's house. Mm. His name is his name is Barner, mm -hmm. um, and he was just like, "Oh my god!" Like his first instinct was, "I'm gonna kill this guy." Yeah, and I was like, "Don't, don't, don't," you know. So yeah. I cleaned up. They took me to the police station, and I, and I froze, mm -hmm. and I was like, "I don't want to make this report." Mm -hmm. They're all disappointed in me, mm -hmm. for lack of better words. The cops were just like, 
I mean, you made it this far. All you have to do is is right. talk, is talk to us a little bit more. And I was just like, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And my best friend at the time was very upset with me too. Mm-hmm. But he was still there. And this is a very important thing that if you are friends with someone that you know is being abused, to just continue being there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you kind of can't push the issue too much because you don't want them to stop coming to you. Right. You have to let them continue coming to you, continue venting to you, because you can't be like, you have to leave him right now. Of course, everybody wants to do that. Yeah. But if that person's not there, yeah, all you're doing is pushing that person away. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's very important, and that's, you know, my boy was definitely there for me at the time. There were, like, three people that knew what was going on at the time. Mm-hmm. So when I did get out of it, everybody, like you said, everybody was like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Like, you went through that? Mm-hmm. You know? So it was, you know, it was a lot. It was a lot. And how long were you guys together before you left? About a year and a half. Okay, so a year and a half, you ended up, I'm sure the last straw was when you ended up in the hospital with a broken rib. No. It wasn't? No. When you left, was it, did you guys, like, was it a physical, or you just were like, you know what, I'm tired of this, I'm leaving? You know what it was? When I left... And this is the funniest story. I I tell I laugh now mm-hmm. because it's just like you were a little like you know I was a little crazy. So I had a car. Um, the car was in my name, but he took the car to work. Mm-hmm. He had two sets of keys, and it's uh, an automatic. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he's at work. Um, I'm just sitting there in this apartment, and I'm like, who am I? Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm. And there's nothing wrong with bartending. But I sat there and I was just like, I'm nothing but a bartender. Mm-hmm. When I had an NFL internship, my future was was set. Yeah. NFL radio was ready to hire me right. when I was interning. Wow. So the producers were just like, as soon as you graduate, you have a place here. Like, we, we got your back. Like, you're an amazing worker. Mm-hmm. So what happened um, during that time when I was interning for NFL radio, he would get super jealous Mm -hmm. um he would constantly beat me constantly make me late constantly call my phone mind you we're we're on air yeah you know it's serious exam like this isn't just a little radio this is a big deal yeah um ended up losing that internship because i allowed him to stagnate me i should say so my last straw leaving was literally sitting there like damn i had my whole future planned out without a man Right. Didn't need one, wasn't dating one except for him. And I was like, I don't want to do this mm-hmm. anymore. I was tired of getting cheated on. I was tired of getting beat on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I packed my packed like a little bag, grabbed the key, called myself a taxi, because I don't think we had Ubers at the time. Mm-hmm. Called myself a taxi, came, picked me up. I told the guy, yo, drop me off that car make sure you don't pull up in front of the window mm-hmm. he's like what and he like kept driving but he listened to me mm-hmm. and he's like is that the car I was like that's the car I took my suitcase um I took my little suitcase and I throw it in the car and I'm out you speed up I I'm done up he's calling my phone he's just like yo you took the car um because I think somebody like somebody took the car mm-hmm. that's what he said somebody took the car I don't know where it is I can't see it Oh my God, like he's freaking out. I was just like, I have the car. Mm-hmm. This is my car. It's in my name. Mm-hmm. I paid for this. Mm-hmm. You, I was working three jobs paying 
rent, paying car bills, like you working your little whatever the frick, you couldn't even, you are not half the hustler as I am. Mm -hmm. I paid for all of this. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking it all back. Mm -hmm. I was like, you can have that Ricky Dink apartment. I don't want it. Mm -hmm. I don't want it. I'm going to go somewhere else. And then I'm staying with um, my best friend, mm -hmm. uh, Sarah, my girl best friend. So I called her. I was just like, yo, I need, I, I'm coming over. She's like, come, come on over. And she, her and my parents helped me get back on my feet mm -hmm. along with um, Tyler. Mm -hmm. So at the time, you know, my close friends definitely helped mm -hmm. because they were never the type to make me feel like, I was dumb mm -hmm. for staying. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They were just happy and that I was out of that situation, just ready to help. They were grateful. Yeah, mm -hmm. they were waiting for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think that's so important too because I know for me, like, I remember when I was going through my breakup, like, I knew it was over. Like, you know, and they always say women break up mentally before we actually do the physical. 100%. And I just remember, like, my best friend, and I love her to death. She would be like, "I'm here for you, and I understand you," mm -hmm. and she was like. But you know what you have to do. And I was like, I know, I know, I know. And then, like, it became this thing where every weekend we were arguing, arguing, arguing. And I would, like, go to her and I would, like, vent to her. Mm -hmm. She would never judge me. She would never say right. anything. She'd just be like, Erica, like, remember who you are. Mm -hmm. Remember who you are. And then finally, it was, like, one day. And she would let me vent. She would always pick up the phone. I could mm -hmm. always go to her house. She was all the way in Williamsburg. Like, it was never a thing. And I would drive all the way out there. And I remember just, like, one day and I was talking to her. And I just, like... I was like, I'm so sick of hearing myself, like, Talk about sound this. like this. Mm -hmm. Like, how many times am I going to say this same yeah. argument over and over and over? And I'm like, and it just clicked. It was like, it was like, like you said, like, you were just there by yourself and something in your brain just went off and you were like, nah, like, this yeah, is it. Like, I'm done. And I was waiting for, like, the out. I got the out and I'm like, okay, Erica, like, you could either, this could really be it because we had taken, like, days apart and, get, you know, like, mm -hmm. you've not yeah. like you're in the process of breaking up but it's not really happening and I'm like it's now or never I'm like right. you can either go and enjoy the summer because my birthday's in the summer and, and have fun or we can go through another like arguing summer yeah. and I'm like no 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 like it's, this that. is it it's now and done so I think that's so important that you say that because when a girl's in a relationship especially your friends I feel like it's hard for women to leave because we're empaths and we're nurturing and we feel bad but we will come to that point, God willing. Yeah. I think the best thing you could do is just pray for your friends and say, God, open up their eyes. Yeah. That's what I would, like, if I, them. that's what I do now. God, if this person is not for my friend, please, like, let it just, like, end. Like, mm -hmm. and, and that's it. Because you want them to be safe. And you, and I'm sure your friends are worried about you, you know? Like, like ending up in the hospital is very serious. Mm -hmm. Like, you showing up to somebody's house after all of that, I'm sure you were bleeding or, you know, you had mm -hmm. bruises and, and, um... I think that that was very big of them to just still be there for you. Yeah. No, she, Sarah, for the main part, and that's why, like, she's, she, I met her at Big Shots, too, actually. Yeah, I know who she is. Yeah. yeah it's a big shot, she yeah. always, always held me down, always. Even when I was homeless and I was sleeping on my car and I didn't have a place to do my laundry, like, that girl held me down. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when it came time for that, I knew she was going to be there, you yeah. know, and she was there and she helped build me up. So like I'm saying, it's whoever supports you, whoever's in your circle should be able to pick you up. But mm -hmm. you have to want it. Yeah. Like you said, they were waiting for me. Yeah. Your friends are waiting for you. Yeah. Instead of sitting here and moping around and being, why am I in this relationship? If you have to ask yourself that, you shouldn't be in it. Yeah. You just, you just shouldn't be. And it's, 
what comes after all of that is so beautiful and ugly at the same time. Mm-hmm. But it is. give it give it some more time, mm-hmm. and you're gonna start seeing the the flowers and the blossoming and all yeah. these amazing things because now you're loving yourself. Now you're attracting and aligning with everything that's meant for you. Right. You know. Right. And I, I think too, like I love this generation of women because we're not what. We are the marrying type, don't get me wrong, but it's not a necessity anymore. It's not like when my mom grew up, it's like, okay, you get married and you meet that guy. And like, was it. That it was, was like it. your goal. Right, or like you were that stay-at-home wife. Like we're yeah. becoming business owners. We're becoming CEOs. We're becoming head honchos. We're doing things for ourselves, mm-hmm. making ourselves made. So it's not like we need that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because we're in a better position, it helps us. Um and yeah, marriage is so that we're having kids later on in life. Like, mm-hmm. and it's a good thing for us where we're learning to be okay on our own. And yeah. I think that was a very big thing because when my parents' generation growing up, like getting divorced was very taboo. You didn't yeah. get divorced. You stayed in that relationship, whether it was mental, physical, emotional abuse, like doesn't matter. And then you split it when the kids got older. You know, right. you didn't want it to affect the kids, but. It does affect the children because they're at a home and mom and dad are arguing so much. It's still affecting your child, yeah. you know. And it and it's and they think that's normal. They think that's what like that's what they should do in love, you know. That's mm-hmm. what they think. Um, so I, I I think it's so big of us, and especially of you, to like leave that situation and know like I don't need anybody. Like no. you said it. Right. I had a my dream life planned out without a man. Right. Like it wasn't like and then. A man, and, and vice versa for men too, a man or a woman should only add to the life yes. that you have. It should never subtract. Yes. Never. And and it doesn't have to get to the physical point of abuse. Mm-hmm. It could be emotionally, it could be mentally, or it could just be, hey, we outgrew each other. Yeah. You know what? Like, we're just on two different pages now. It could be nothing. It could be a great relationship, or maybe mm-hmm. it becomes turns into friends, but you should never stay because of, of a child or because you're afraid of what other people are going to say. Right. I think... But, like, the main important thing that you said is that person has to be ready to leave. Yeah. You can't rush anybody. No, you can't can't, rush. You can't force. You just have to, like I said, just let them be comfortable enough with you where where they're just like, all right, I'm ready to leave. Because sometimes they'll ask you Mm -hmm. to help them. Mm Because as I'm driving, I have nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. Who am I calling? I'm calling my best friend. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know... But that's also why they isolate. So I wasn't able to talk to my family or my friends all the time. Right. It was every now and then. Right. Because but, cause they didn't want them to know what was going on. Right. Right. It's isolation. And so that you have no one to turn to. But the solid ones ain't going to let you do that. Right. Like as soon as you call, they're going to pick up. Yeah. That's it. And I think and that's also important that you mentioned. Like when a guy is mentally abusive physically abusive emotionally abusive um and this is like very serious like you need to learn those little things that they do where they try to get you alone or Mm -hmm. like they don't want you seeing your friends or your family like and sometimes like what's because i love you so much i want to spend all my time with you but it's very healthy in relationships to have your guys night your girls night to go away with your friends like that's all health like Mm -hmm. you need that you need to remember who you are in a relationship if one person forgets who they are and then you mold to be this person. Like, mm-hmm. you lose your sense of self. Yes. And then it'll and never work out. They're you. Yeah. Because they feel like you made them into this different person. They feel like they lost themselves in that relationship. And that's something I never, ever want to feel again or have somebody feel. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So you go through this relationship. It's a year and a half. You break up. 
When did you first speak of this story? It wasn't right away. No, it, it wasn't was right many, away. Just, I believe it was probably two, two, three years later. Two, three years later. And how many times would you say, like, just giving a guesstimate, like, how many times were you, like, physical? Like, was that, did he become physical with you? Yes. No, but, like, how many times? Like, within that I, year and a half. If you had to guess, like... I'm sure I decreased more and more as as he started doing it. Uh, yeah, it was really bad towards the end where I had like bruises on on both my thighs to the point where I couldn't walk. He would oh. lock me in the closet. Oh my god, Erica! Like it it was it was a lot. Like when I would be, I couldn't walk up the stairs, but yeah, he's still punching me. Wow. It, it, I can't really put a number on it, but I definitely know it was way more than than 30 times okay so way more than 30 times it so because sometimes you you, you block it out track. yeah yeah and you, i'm sure there was many times where you were just going through and you just blocked it out like mm-hmm. for your own mental like survivor mode mm-hmm. we get into yeah. survivor mode and you're like i don't even want to think about this mm-hmm. like i just need to get through this situation yeah so you, so you finally leave him. I'm sure everybody's happy. You're learning. So within that, you said three or four years, you're learning to self-love, right? And just now you're giving back to yourself. You're, yes. You're building yourself back up because not only did he physically abuse you, but he mentally abused you, mm-hmm. it sounds like. And, mm-hmm. you know, manipulation is huge. Um, and, he, you know, you said he said you weren't worthy. No one's going to love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you start this the pain into power and you tell your story and I just remember the first like I said the first time I heard your story it was so powerful because through the whole situation I would have never guessed which shows that the type of person that you are that even and you're like me even and this could be a good or bad thing when you're going through something bad you'll still try to make light of it yeah you still try to see the positive the positive side of it which is always a good thing like you could have made him look terrible you could have been like you know you see people now like the whole situation with um which, uh, the baby and when he would, they would go on live yeah. and then like you know and everything was oh, getting like crazy that. like you still kept your composure um, so when I heard the story I was literally shocked like it really like hit me out of nowhere and I was like oh my god like who would have known mm-hmm. because your light was still bright and I, and I had still followed you on Instagram and you were still like again you would have never known you were helping all these other women you were, mm-hmm. you, were you know growing in your career and your business and then you kid us with the story, and I'm like, oh my god! I was like, right? I was like, call TMZ, like, yeah. I don't even know, like, this is crazy, like, write a book on her. Um, so then you tell your story, and you start this thing, and how many women reached out to you once you told that told that story? I I can't even. Erica was it was gradually it became like hundreds. That's insane. Like, That's I crazy. Had so many women mm-hmm. hit my DMs on the Beast Within and on my personal. I had so many women like leave comments and reach out to me. Mind you, most of my like not most, but some of my DMs get filtered mm-hmm. into spam. So there'll be moments where I'm just like, let me just check my spam real quick to see if it was anything important. Right. And I would see more women. That's crazy. And it was just. It was just so much, and it was overwhelming, the support, mm-hmm. and them being able to tell their stories mm-hmm. to me. And I'm not, I'm not a stranger, mm-hmm. you know? Like, they're DMing me, they're voice messaging me, mm-hmm. they're asking if they can call me, they're asking if they can text me, they're asking if I'm doing something in person, mm-hmm. and it's like, wow. Like, 
I I I made that stamp. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And this is this is my purpose. Mm-hmm. I went through as much as I wish I could have that sports broadcaster career that I wanted so badly. Mm-hmm. It's all good because I wouldn't trade what I went through mm-hmm. for anything. Mm-hmm. If I'm a, if one of, I'm one of what God's soldiers, warriors. Mm-hmm. If I went through that to sit here today with mm-hmm. you and to be able to touch whoever I touch, I'm walking within my purpose, mm-hmm. and I'm perfectly fine with that because now, even though at the time I felt like my love for sports mm-hmm. was taken away from me, mm-hmm. and a couple years later, I'm just now getting back into mm-hmm. loving football and basketball again because when I used to talk stats mm-hmm. with men, mm-hmm. he would get jealous. Right. And it's like, but bro, this is what I do. This right. is what I study. And I'll be on my, you know, I would get my ass beat. Yeah. As soon as we went home, as soon as he got me by myself. So from, he, it was like him taking that away from me. And now that I'm me, and mm-hmm. now that I feel like me again after all these years, I would love to say that 31 right now mm-hmm. is my best year yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. I see my it 100%. Best year yet. Yeah. You know, and then I was, now I'm now I'm a sports editor. Mm-hmm. So the only person higher than me in command are the owners of the magazine. Mm-hmm. So That's they crazy. gave me creative freedom to highlight not only the stats and the games, but the actual athletes mm-hmm. and the coaches and the people behind all of this. Mm-hmm and get their stories as to why they wanted to play football or what kind of impact they're doing besides running up and down a basketball court or up and down a football field. There's so much more to these athletes, these coaches, these these uh, team owners mm-hmm. or these sponsors. Like They have their own story and I'm able to highlight mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. One of my friends, uh, John DeCasillas, he's a two-time pro bowler, mm-hmm. been to the Super Bowl twice, played on the Giants and played on the New Orleans Saints. If you look at him, okay, you're just like, good-looking, light-skinned man, linebacker, successful. This man gives so much back to the community, mm-hmm. and nobody knows that. it because nobody pays attention to that. And I'm able to highlight that story. Mm-hmm. This is perfect for me because mm-hmm. this is what I want to do. I've always looked at people as human beings right. and not just entertainment you know right right yeah and I and it's just so crazy to see you blossom and it's your mindset because a lot of people who would went through what you went through would be so defeated and you know and they would be victimized their whole rest of life rightfully so you went through something very traumatic I'm not saying that you don't have that right but I wanted the reason I wanted you to share your story was because you were successful before you went through this then you became even more successful, and this was a pivotal moment for you. And and you took, like I said, you always took the positive out of everything. And even you just saying like I would never want to go through anything else, like like everything ha- meant to happen perfectly. It just shows the type of person your mindset is, because it's very hard for women, even if it's not physical abuse, even if like mental and emotional. Like I went through that, and like just to go to therapy and talk it out, like you know, like again, and a lot of the time. I'm, not always. Some men really do know what they're doing, but some men don't know what they're doing. It's just because of what they saw from their parents or mm-hmm. and how they grew up. And, you know, it's like learning that and learning to take accountability for yourself and not victimizing yourself because there is a purpose in everything. And you can be successful even through something so terrible. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I really wanted to have you on this story because, yes, you went through a very tragic, traumatic story, but 
it like is one it's like it's a big part of you in a way because it pushed for your purpose but it's like 10% of who you are yes like you made that 90% and I'm so happy you said that yes it's like 10% of your life and you made that 90% like I am this boss bitch mm-hmm. I am a uh, I'm a sports editor I like an influencer mm-hmm. I work for celebrities like you make that known but you don't let it define you mm-hmm. and I think that's the narrative that I want to put out here because a lot of women we do go through a lot of things that can really bring us down and tear us down and then we're afraid to go back to ourselves right. and be ourselves because mm-hmm. we were dimmed our light was dimmed for so long mm-hmm. and I've had like don't get me I've had moments where I felt defeated like I gave up on sports for years right I wouldn't touch it I wouldn't get myself involved in any conversation with the freaking basketball or football like I just I was like oh nope don't people would think that I wouldn't know anything about sports when I grew up on it because mm-hmm. being um, a daughter of immigrant parents coming mm-hmm. from Vietnam my parents weren't around my brother raised me my brother mm-hmm. is eight years older than me mm-hmm. so what am I doing besides chilling with him yeah you know so it's the he taught me how to play tennis he taught me how to throw basketball he taught me how to play soccer I was a little tomboy I'm climbing on freaking trees and I'm falling off and I'm getting up like okay I'm good mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying so, you're like the most girly girl tomboy <laughs> I've ever seen with the right. long pink nails right now but yeah right but I remember when we worked at the bar together like on football Sundays like you yeah. talked with every guy mm-hmm. you repped your team you knew what you were talking about and I was like wow that's like really that's really inspiring because um, I don't know what's going on I'm just here for the money thanks <laughs> Yo, I love that. Yo. I'm just here to make some money thank you so much but if <laughs> but, you want to talk football that's Amber right right and <laughs> and I remember my first shift at at Big Shots and Mike DeCross was watching me we all love Mike and Brett I don't even remember Brett yeah like, I remember Brett yeah of course he was like you don't know sports and Mike was like easy mm-hmm. like you you don't want to she knows her she knows her stuff you might not want to yeah tread, tread lightly yeah so he started asking me questions I think it was about Drew Brees at the time and what college he went to and I just started spitting out stats and he's like oh he's like okay yeah I'm you got it I was like I'm not even I'm done testing yeah. you you got it you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying but I say all of that to say this that the healing is not always gonna be rainbows and butterflies you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying I have days where I just need to recharge I have days where I look back and I'm like damn what if that path worked out for me. Where mm. would I be now? But then it's like back to reality and it's just like, I'm good now, mm-hmm. you know? So healing is not always gonna be a straight line. You're gonna mm. have dark days, light days. You're gonna have amazing days. You're gonna have bad days and that's all okay. Mm-hmm. As long as you are taking care of you mm-hmm. within these moments, mm-hmm. say like maybe you wanna hit the gym or maybe you just need a nice bubble bath or maybe you just need a date night with your girls. like. Or a date night for yourself. I take myself out all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm always at a bar by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You really you know are. What I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> all the time. And people are just like, who are you with? I'm with nobody. <laughs> like, I'm with me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by spending time with yourself. Because my first couple years of trying to heal was the most chaotic uh-huh. of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I ended up doing more damage to myself mm-hmm. than good because I'm... I'm drinking all the time and I'm mm-hmm. going out all the time and I'm spending money and, and like not taking care of me and my responsibilities. So the first couple of years were rough. Mm-hmm. And then once I got tired of being this this victim mm-hmm. and running away mm-hmm. from 
my past, mm -hmm. the minute I turned around and said, I'm going to face this, mm -hmm. was when I became this, I became Amber. Mm -hmm. You know, I became this person that is able to trust in the unknown and getting closer to God and mm -hmm. walking, truly walking within my purpose and being all namaste. Like mm -hmm. nowadays, somebody could be yelling at me in my face mm -hmm. and I would look at you like you're dumb mm -hmm. because it'll, I'll be like, I'm gonna pray for you mm -hmm. because why, why are you talking to me this way? And I used to be an angry little thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm not, I'm still spicy, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm not angry anymore. I think that's what it is too. I feel like, when you hurt people, hurt people. Yes. And a lot of the times in relationships, and you see it, and when you actually get back to analyzing and like really, and I studied psychology and I love this part about it, and I would always ask somebody, how did you grow up? Like, what, what was, like, what were your parents like? What was mm -hmm. your day-to-day -day like? And they're like, why do you want to know that? I'm like, because right. that shows me why you believe this. Like, mm -hmm. if your mom was a stay-at-home mom and your dad worked all day, that shows why your importance of you being the provider is so high on your list because mm -hmm. that is what you saw. Mm -hmm. Your mom, you, that was your belief. Your mom was there to take care of the kids and everything else. And that's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but right. it makes me understand you more. Yes. When you understand that hurt people hurt people, you can em empathy for them. And, yeah. and like, I'm sure in a way, and I don't know, I can't speak for you now, but I'm sure you, you see that what he was doing to you had nothing to do with you. Absolutely. It was whatever what he, the trauma that he went through in his life or what mm -hmm. he was going through or what he, obviously he was very jealous probably because he wasn't where he wanted to be. And then you mm -hmm. have a woman who's becoming successful and it's like, well, men are supposed to be successful and women are supposed to be home. Like, right. you know, or, or, you know, maybe you're making more money than him and that bothered him. Mm -hmm. So when you heal yourself, you allow yourself to see what's actually going on. And I think that's the most important thing in this world. There's so many hurt people outside, and we're all just like messing hurting. each other up. Yes, and we're like messing each other up. Okay, so you what you could have done was like after that relationship, you could have dated somebody else and brought mm -hmm. all that anger from him into the next relationship, mm -hmm. and and that and then now you damaged that person. And but I did. Oh, you did. And I'm being completely transparent with you. Mm -hmm. And I did. And he, the guy I dated after, dealt with after, he was very understanding, mm -hmm. but. Mm -hmm. Of course, he got tired of me treating him for yeah, like his mistake. Yeah, like right, for the other guy, as mistake. if he was the one that hurt me. Correct. And so that ended badly. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm gonna take that on me. Like that was on me because mm -hmm. I should have never mm -hmm. treated that man that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it happens with the ex after that because I was still you angry. Were, and right. even though there was a there was a time right you know time span between my like my relationships because I'm, I'm not the type to just jump into one yeah but I wasn't healed at the time to be dating because mm -hmm. like you said I'm damaging other people and that's not fair because he did nothing to me I had a my ex-boyfriend's a bobsledder right an Olympic bobsledder this man would drive from what's that Lake Placid mm -hmm. that's five hours to come and surprise me mm-hmm like, how are you spazzing on this man? You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's, I had to learn how to trust again. Mm -hmm. But of course, I had to learn how to trust myself. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn how to trust God. Mm -hmm. And that's, mm -hmm. that's what led me to, like, trust your intuition. When something's off, take that, take note of that. Yeah. And dig deeper into that. Because yeah. a healed person, a healing person, your intuition is never going to lie to you. 
Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I think and I and I and I love that you said that because healing is there's ugly. no time limit. Yes. There's also no time limit. You can right. be healing from zero months to twenty years. You can be healing your whole entire life. Yeah. We're always a work in progress. And most people do. Right. right. And we're always a work in progress. You can never tell me that there's a time you can be very happy with yourself, but there's yes. you're always improving. There's always room for improvement. I don't care if you're freaking this guy, the billionaire that owns Amazon, Jeff Bezos, like right. there's room for improvement Absolutely. somewhere in his life, a hundred percent. Um, and I I think that we need to stop and think before that. And we're becoming more self aware this generation. We're believing more in therapy, opening up about mm-hmm. our feelings, talking about our trauma, mm-hmm. things that would have been hush hush back in the day. You didn't speak those were taboo. You weren't allowed to speak of those right. things. And that wasn't too long ago. Right. It you really wasn't. It mm-hmm. really wasn't. And now you see, like, with the Harvey Weinstein thing, that wasn't that long ago, and those girls were getting whatever was ha- sexual harassment, all those things to them. And look, it came out all these years later. It's whatever is done in the dark, this is in the it's Bible. It's always, gonna it's come always to light. come to light. It's always going to come to light. So, whatever you do in the dark, remember that it's always going to come to light. And I-, I feel like people misunderstand that with the healing situation. They think, like, oh, if I give myself one year. I'm going to be healed. If I don't date for one year, I'm going to be healed. If I don't date for two years, I'm going to be healed. It doesn't work like that. And mm-hmm. what I've learned in my new relationship, you can still date and be healing. Yes. But that, like that guy who was very understanding about what you were going through, mm-hmm. that can happen. And those people come into your life to understand and help you. But you have to take accountability for yourself. Yes. Because there's there's definitely times that I definitely still like, I get in my panic attack mode, and he's like, whoa, what's, like, you, you mm-hmm. switch from here, and I'm like, I'm, and then I have to, like, calm down, and I apologize, like, I'm so sorry. It's survival mode. Yeah, it's just, like, a trigger, and it could be something that he did that he has no idea that he triggered me, mm-hmm. and then I would have to learn to communicate and be like, okay, I reacted this way because it was a trigger for me. Right. And then he's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'll never do that again. Right. But we spoke about it. Right. But but and he like under he was calm enough to understand okay you're going through something like chill out take a breath like let's talk about it mm-hmm. so I know I need him in my life for healing because he's helping me to grow and he's forcing sure. myself to talk about these things I am a great communicator for the most part mm-hmm. but I again we can always improve of course and as a girl I'm not gonna lie sometimes when I get mad I want to have my little attitude <laughs> I want to be like you know what I have my attitude I want to be like. Just let me be bad. Right. Let me be let mad me be at you. Brat. Let, let me, me be, be the brat. brat. At 2.4 and I'll get over it. Give me like one hour to be a brat. And then right. tell him like, all right, time me. You got one hour. Get over it. Like, right. you know, like yeah. stop. Yeah. I love having um, the kid that I'm like dealing with now. Like I love having uncomfortable conversations. Like yeah. I did something that he was upset about and he spoke to me very calmly about it. And I'm in panic mode, like, oh, my God, I messed up the vibe. Like, oh, my God, he's never going to want to speak to me. Like, oh, my God, he's never going to, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, yo, like, what? He's like, we're okay. Like, we're good. I'm just letting you know what you did that kind of triggered me. Right. And I was like, all right, bet. So um, my my dad is, you know, my dad is getting older. So he's mm-hmm. going through, like, health problems or whatever. And not too long ago, I had plans with him, and I was just like, I'm gonna see how I feel and then I'll let you know if I want to see you and he's like are you not feeling well like what's wrong and I was just like oh no I'm physically I'm fine he's just like so what's wrong and he didn't know all the things that was going on with my father right and when I told him he's like he pretty much said it in the most polite way he's like I'm gonna hit you up after work to see where your head is at and I'm most likely gonna come over He's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to bring good vibes. I'm going to make you laugh. I'm going to make you smile. 
And I wasn't, so sweet. Ex- yeah, I wasn't expecting that because it's very, it's very new. But um, he, what I realized that night with him being there was mm-hmm. I needed that. Yeah. I needed his presence to be here and to calm me and to, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because this is, my dad's the first love of my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for him to go through these things, I'm used to isolating myself mm-hmm. and just dealing with it on my own. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I've, right. I still have a habit of doing that. But for him to, for me to just let him in my space while I was very vulnerable. shaky and vulnerable mm-hmm. says wonders for me. Because the old me would never allow that. Right. And that's what I'm talking about. The person that you're with has to bring add to the to the relationship. Mm-hmm. They're not subtracting. So the, the fact that he could pick up on your cues, he could understand, he could know. And even though you might have not said it physically, mm-hmm. he knew that you still needed that. Yeah. And, and that's how you know you guys are on the same page and that's what you need. And I think... For us, we're tough women, right? And yeah. we've been through a lot, and we still have those little trust issues. And it's like, well, I don't need you. Like, right. I got like, this. <laughs> I got this. Like, do you know that I'm a business owner? Like, I don't right. need. Like, you know. And I'm like, no, Erica, you're wrong. You do need that. You need mm-hmm. that person that's gonna be there. And my boyfriend always says, like, God sent me to you. Like, you he'd be like you prayed for me, and I did. I really prayed for um. him. He's like, why are you trying to push me away? And <laughs> It takes him to say those things to me, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. You're right, you know. And he's like, right. and it's very rare that we ever get into, like we got into an argument yesterday. It's very rare that we do because we get along very well. And it was so funny. I was like, but what if? And he was like, Erica, you believe in God so much more than me. And he was like, and you're over here doubting him, and I'm the one telling you to believe. Like, what are you doing? And I was right. like, wow, like you opened up my eyes again. It's the and he's like, I know you have PTSD from the past and it's creeping in he's like but remember who you believe in and I was like wow taking someone who we just started going to church together who's not on my faith level but we're walking in together I was like blown away I'm like oh Mm -hmm. my god and then he like prayed and he's like come on I'm gonna pray and like his prayer was so beautiful and so like sweet and genuine I was like wow like this guy really does care about me and it was like I didn't even know I needed to be in that situation and he was like I and he always says, like, after every argument, he's so cute. He's like, it just brought, made me love you even more. Like, we've had this difficult conversation mm-hmm. to bring us together. Yeah. And I think you can definitely understand that, too, going through something that was so tragic and such a toxic environment. When you try to go to healthy, mm-hmm. it's hard. Oh, my God. It's the, it's it's the very weirdest. Hard. It's so weird. It's the weirdest yes. thing for me. Yes. Not in a toxic bone in this man's body like yeah, at all even like down to like the little things it's it's always communication it's always reassurance and it's just mm-hmm. like things that I would used to beg for in my past relationships like oh tell me I'm pretty tell me I'm doing well tell me my hair looks good because I just got it done or you know um tell me my photo shoots are are popping or support my dreams like I don't something so simple as reassurance for somebody that's been through mental or physical abuse mm-hmm. is it means the world to us mm-hmm. because oh I don't have to sit here and overthink mm-hmm. you're just gonna tell me what it is oh I love that mm-hmm. and it's so healthy for you because mm-hmm. now instead of worrying it's about, weird though it is weird it's very hard to accept in the beginning because you're still like okay yeah, I right. for months I was like this is too good to be true he's like why do you keep saying that like 
You're going to mess up. This is too good to be true. Mm -hmm. And he's like, but you prayed for me and you asked God, this person that you believe in, for this person. Mm -hmm. And you tell everybody else. And I was like, yo, I really be telling everybody else. Like, God got you, bro. Like, you got that mansion. And you always do say that. I always say that. I'm always seeing God for everybody else except for myself. And he's like, but you prayed for me. And you asked for that. And he's like, I'm telling you I'm the real deal. And I'm like, wow. Like, but again, it's, it's going from something that was toxic to healthy. And it's, it's learning to like trust and be vulnerable and it's mm-hmm. so hard. Mm-hmm. It's, it's possible. It's definitely possible. I had to, when we first started uh, talking, oh my God, like I, I'm a little mean, a little standoffish mm-hmm. and I had to take a step back because he, I forgot what he said that made me take a step back and I was just like, should I tone down my like defense for you? He's like, just, just a little bit. Because I'm not asking all the way, but mm-hmm. just a little bit for me. And that's when I had to realize I have to be softer. Mm-hmm. Because this man has done nothing nothing, nothing wrong to me. Mm-hmm. And he, not for nothing, he makes me feel safe. So it's just like I have to be softer. Mm-hmm. With him, I can't be with him how I am with other men. Like, okay, what's, what, what are we doing on this time, that time? Like, that's, that's business, Amber. Yeah. He gets a side of me that's super soft and super cuddly and super loving you know what i'm saying and only majority of time only my really close friends see that side of me yeah um but i realized like i had i had to be more vulnerable i had to be more transparent if i want to get closer not only to but even to any woman out there that has like her defense up we have to learn when to be vulnerable when to be soft Mm -hmm. because that's how you get closer because mm-hmm. your defense up all the time, you're blocking them out. Yeah. Like, how is he able yes. to, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. It makes, yes, you definitely, and it's, and it's a hard thing because when you hurt once, and you don't have to, it could have just been a regular relationship where you guys, maybe you guys grew apart and mm-hmm. you got hurt by him unintentionally. He wasn't trying to hurt you. Right. When women get hurt, we're like this. We want yeah. that wall back up because we're so afraid to put ourselves back out there. But yeah, you're 100% right. There is no way... You are going to grow closer with anyone. And it doesn't mm-hmm. mean a boyfriend or girlfriend, wife or husband. It could be a family, anybody. friend, anybody mm-hmm. with that wall up. And that's what I'm learning because I also am like you. I'm very tough on the outside. Yes. I'm very like, you're not going to see me cry. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cry in private. Mm-hmm. Like my mom was a very strong woman. Yep. And I love that about her. But I do realize that we're going to mess it up for ourselves by being like that. Yes. Because, but, because we... We're allowed to be vulnerable with certain people. Not everybody. Yeah. You know, you can still be that tough cookie. But when your partner, when you have a partner who obviously wants to be there for you, you have to let them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't just be like, I got it, I got it, I got it. Because how are they going to... Nobody falls in love with perfect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Also, too, we all want to feel needed. And if yeah. we're constantly like, no, I got it. And I had to learn that, too. Like, yep. stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Let them do Like, let him come over. He right. said, he, you didn't want it. <laughs> You're not coming here. And he was like, no, I'm going to show up. I'm, I'm going to hit you up after work and see what I'm you're doing. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing to bring up. Like, the self, the, the defense wall. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I know that we like to blame guys for a lot of things. But we also self-sabotage a little bit. Yes. Yes. Because I feel like mm-hmm. when you feel like something, for instance, something's too good to be true, mm-hmm. you prayed for this man, you prayed for this guy, and now he's here, and now you're questioning it. It's just like, why are you questioning it when everything, like, do you not trust? that You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you do. Yeah. But it's, but it's just you 
and all these past traumas making you feel like yeah. you don't deserve it. But you do. Yeah. And you have to wake up every day and remind yourself, like, I deserve it. Like, you deserve that man. Mm-hmm. You've been through enough trauma in your life and you mm-hmm. prayed for him and you worked on yourself and you got everything like together and going on and it's all about alignment. You prayed for this man. You deserve mm-hmm. this man. You deserve this love. After everything you've been through, hell yes, you deserve this love. I literally, one of my affirmations is literally like, I am in a healthy relationship. I have to like remind myself mm-hmm. of that because you're right. We do, like, you do deserve it. And I think when women get hurt, it's like, you know, a scorned woman, right? Like, yeah, we, we're bitter. just so bitter. And I've learned my therapist, like, you have to let that bitterness go. Yes. You're never going to heal. You're never going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And even though you might feel like you will be, deep down inside that bitterness is stirring, it can literally actually make you physically sick. Yeah. And I remember I was so angry for so long after the breakup, and I'm like, okay, I have to work on, like, letting it go, letting it mm-hmm. go. And, you know, again, just understanding, like, the person that I was with isn't a bad person. He's a great person. If you ask anybody about, you know, my ex, they're like, oh, he's such a great person. He is. It mm-hmm. was just he. we weren't ready to be in a relationship together. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And I had right. to learn to understand that. It's okay. Like, I just felt like my ego was so big. Well, I gave it my all. How could this be? Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, no, Erica, it's okay. Like, and I still have respect for him. And if I ever see him out, it, I would always, hey, how are you? Like, mm-hmm. it would take a lot for me. But... I know now, outside looking at that it was just, it wasn't anybody's fault. It was yeah. like, hurt people hurting people. I was also hurt. So it's hurt people, we're just hurting people. It's like this disgusting cycle. Right. And there were definitely things that, were, like you said, were my fault too. And I remember um, my boyfriend was telling me, like, when I would come from, oh, it's too good to be true. Or like, or I would just be like, well, you're going to mess up. And he's like, why? And I'm like, right. I'm like, because... And then he was like, isn't America, you're innocent until proven guilty, right? He's like, you're, you're, he's like, you're making me guilty. I didn't even do anything. Like, you right. have no evidence to show that I'm going to, I, he's right. like, it's been five months. Have I changed up? And I'm like, well, no. He's like, okay, then. He's like, I'm like, all right, you're right, you're right. So right. I think it's important to talk about that, too, because we play a role in that as well, especially as hurt women. When we try to get into a new relationship, we have to learn to let that go yeah. and really be healed. Yeah. To really, like, it's not fair. To like put that on this other person. Mm-hmm. Not saying that every day we're not gonna have a trigger and everything's gonna be right, great. Because you're gonna have triggers, but it's how you and you're not deal gonna have them. arguments because every relationship has arguments. All of them. But it's so even our arguments, it's so different. Like I went from exactly. arguments where we would like ignore each other or scream at each other or like it would get crazy to like he was literally like <laughs> so annoyed. I was mad at him yesterday and he put on the song When You're Mad by Neo. Oh <laughs> and he started singing to me, I'm like, bro, I just wanna be mad at right. you. Like just let me be mad. But when I, we started communicating, it was I wasn't really mad at him. I was nervous about something else going on, and it portrayed me being mad at him. Right. And he was like, you you realize the root of that, right? And, I, and it did make, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so we had to let people in. Yes. Like you said, with the right people. With the right people. And if someone like you who could go through what you went through, that was something, again, very traumatizing to let people in, then it gives hope for every woman out there. Mm-hmm. It took it took me a while. It took me a while, but it also it also has to do with the man too, because you have to be able to make me feel safe. Right. There was a quote I saw, something about it was from some girl and she was just like, I want my husband, whoever I marry, that when I walk in the room, he feels relief. Mm-hmm. Like she's mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Like peace is here. Everything is gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want my husband to feel that way, and I want to feel that way about him. So right. when someone makes me feel safe, 
the walls are coming down. Maybe not all at the same time. Yeah. But they come down slowly, you know. Gradually. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's and that's that's okay. As mm-hmm. long as you're making the effort and you're just not completely as soon as something goes wrong, you're just like, eh, nope, done. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna just keep to myself. This is why I keep to myself. You know how many times like you said, that self sabotaging thing. Mm-hmm. You know how many times I was about to tell this guy, like, all right, let's let's not let's not but why? Mm-hmm. For what? Mm-hmm. You know, because you're scared. So you're going to let your fears take over mm-hmm. every aspect of your life? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Why would you let your, quote unquote, why would you let your abuser win? Because mm-hmm. how you win and how you level up in that situation is doing better for yourself. Mm-hmm. Being in a healthy relationship, having a flourishing, successful career, working on yourself. Because mm-hmm. if you don't do these things, you let them win. Right. Why are you letting them win? Right. You're, you're God's child. Why would you let them win? Right, amen. No, you're right. And I, and I just love your perspective and how you look on things. And that's why it was so important to have you on here because I think you are making history. Like, you are changing people's lives. Like, you are helping so many women that can come and feel that way. And, again, you relate to somebody, even if they were in an abusive relationship, just, the like, to go through anything bad, whether it was losing a parent, you know, losing this job, you thought you were going to have this dream NFL career job and then that didn't work out. But look at what you're doing now. And, like, God works in mysterious ways. And it's just giving that hope to, like, if you ever went through anything bad, you know, it's is it, and, and my boyfriend always says, like, there's always a time, right? I think mm-hmm. it's just a Tom Hanks said it. There's always going to be a time of good and a time of bad. So if you're in the good, enjoy it while it's there. And if you're in the bad, know what good is coming. Yes. And that's how you kind of have to look at life. And, like, that way you live in the moment and live in the present. And I love what... I love what you do. Like you teach self defense. So give me a little more about what the beast within is. I know you're rebranding, but like what it, you focus on. We're focusing on bringing back the healing circles, healing brunches, healing events. Everybody has a different name for it. I let mm-hmm. everybody do their thing, mm-hmm. but it's always. And you've been to a few where yeah, it's I just. Was. And I love all the women you meet. Thank There's, you so much. I still talk to a bunch of them that I've met. As, as you, and I'm so happy to see that because yeah. I love when, like, I can I can be that connection. Yeah, Because you same. never, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have so many resources. We are resources for each other. Like, why not, like, embrace women supporting women? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, right now, I'm still trying to figure out, I'm in the process of bringing back the self-defense camp, mm-hmm. hopefully this month. Mm-hmm. And then I want to do, and I'm also probably going to do like a happy hour this month mm-hmm. for women, mm-hmm. business owners, domestic violence survivors. And what's crazy is my, my partner for this event, she was like, well, how are we going to do both? I was like, I know that I'm saying this so nonchalantly, but one in three women that show up most likely has been in an Which abusive relationship. Which is so crazy because I think you had posted that one time when you had um, pain into power. You were posting this, this statistic. And mm-hmm. I was like, damn, like, that's insane. I mean, I personally have never been in a physical, like, abusive. Other things, yes, but not, a, like, physically. But then, like, I have cousins that have been. Yeah. And I, like, found out about it, like, recently. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, why didn't you say anything? Like, so, and a lot of people hide it. Yeah. You know, and a lot because of people, you, because it's, it's embarrassing. It's a shame. Yeah. For them. For in in well, that's their what they eyes, think it is right. Perhaps. In their eyes, they feel like it's a shame. Why am I going through this? But but it has nothing to do with you. Right. You're you're just a lovely human being, and you're a strong human being. And what people don't understand about these narcissists is that they look for the strong women, mm-hmm. the 
the strong women that are still kind of struggling with the self-love, mm-hmm. they're, they're going after you because you have all the resources. Mm-hmm. You have the, the bank account, the, the money, the career, the status, the, the personality, the strength to hold them down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But women like me and that. you, mm-hmm. we're strong women. Mm-hmm. We've been through some, some stuff. But you know better because I love myself mm-hmm. over here, baby. Mm-hmm. So you ain't never gonna abuse me, manipulate me, and most narcissists can smell that mm-hmm. from a mile away, mm-hmm. whether or not to approach you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, or whether or not to continue pursuing you, mm-hmm. and that's what I want women to understand, that just because you're in that doesn't mean that you're a weak woman or that you were a weak woman, you're probably one of the strongest women that man has ever met, mm-hmm. and that's why he's tearing you down, mm-hmm. and he's draining your energy, because mm-hmm. it makes him feel better. Mm-hmm. Of That's course, because how else is he going to get his energy mm-hmm. when he doesn't have it for himself? Mm-hmm. Um, I love what you do with the Beast Within. Like, I've been to a couple of your events, and like I said, everybody is so sweet. A lot of them are entrepreneurs, which is crazy. A lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. Um, you do all these, like, groups, like, just... You're always uplifting. You remind me so much of myself, because we're always just, like, yes. wanting to help people mm-hmm. in an uplifting way, you know? And we accept everybody and anybody, and... It's just so inspiring to see that there are other women out there doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, because we also have a lot of women that, you know, it's it's still selfish. It's still petty. It's still, we're jealous. No. Like, we need to stop going against each other and come together. Yeah. I think that's important. And when you're, we're, we're stronger together. Yeah. We really are. We can yeah. affect so many more people. Like, I laugh when people are like, what do you, what do you deal with when... If someone was going to be in the same business as you, like, I'm like, you know how you deal with that? You collaborate with them. Yeah. And you work together. Yeah. And you know why? Because I guarantee you, maybe one of that person's client, like, they can't attend to that person that day, but if you guys are getting along, oh, but you know what? I have someone in mind. Right. I always, and the same thing, you always connect people. I always do that. I'm mm-hmm. like, I had just made a connection of, um, my girl who does my eyebrows, she was looking, she's in school to be... And um and hair and she's like, do you know anybody who like I, I want to work in a salon? And I'm like, oh, I know this person. Mm-hmm. Boom. And it was like the perfect fit. Right. And it was like she felt comfortable enough to come to me and ask, you know, oh, mm-hmm. you, or just you know, if you're thinking of anybody. And I'm so happy it worked out, and that makes me happy. I don't get anything out of it. Right. But the fact that I can enhance somebody else's life is a, that's, that's what I needed. Like mm-hmm. it makes me happy that there's a connection that it's gonna bring you money and you money yeah. and you more success. That's what it's all about. Put people in positions to win. Yeah. Period. Like, back then I may not have been able to highlight these these athletes or these artists or and these women, but now I'm in a position where it's just like we all gonna get to the bag. I'm I may not hold your hand mm-hmm. through it, but I'm I'm gonna lead you there, mm-hmm. and it's up to you to decide what you want to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you, there's always. A balance, and I had to learn to not overwhelm myself trying mm-hmm. to help people. Yes, that could so be very much. yeah. Because I've been there when I was supposed to have a partner. Oh my god, that was so funny. I was supposed to have a partner, and I realized the partner didn't want to do the work that I was willing to put in. They wanted mm-hmm. to just like put up some money, which wasn't really a dent in a lot of money. You know, they wanted to put up the money and like basically like me work because they saw that I was driven and I had a purpose, and they wanted mm-hmm. to be a part of it, but it wasn't their purpose. Right. And we ended on bad terms. Like, we were friends. We ended up, like, and I'm so happy. And I had prayed to God, God, if this is the person, like, let them walk out on their own. I don't right. want to be like, you know, I don't want And that's exactly what happened. Right. Um, and so I get that. And my therapist told me I have to stop doing that, too. I try to save everybody. Can't do that. Because I wasn't something that I wanted to be. Like, I, like I always want to save people because I feel like 
there's times like you said you wanted to be helped like when you know growing up you were always right. like, I went out so I try to do that too because like I've been in situations too I mean I went to an all-girl Catholic school that was mm-hmm. mainly white I was one of the few Hispanics like I know what it's like to be on the outskirts, and I just want people to feel loved, mm-hmm. and I've learned that too. Like we have to stop trying to save everybody, right? Because you can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. Exactly, and it comes, it goes back to the same thing of like when that person and you want your friend to leave that relationship, they have to want it themselves always, all the time. You can't, you can't help anybody that doesn't want to help themselves, yeah. and that's all that it comes down to. So we can, whoever's listening, they can sit here and listen to this podcast over and over, mm-hmm. but until they're just like it finally clicks, Mm -hmm. our job is done. We put the message out there, now it's up to you. Like, are you going to take action? Do you need a little bit more time? Because if you do need a little bit more, it's okay. You know, but as long as it clicks eventually on your time, um, we're good with that, you know? I'm so happy to see you in this relationship or whatever it is. I wouldn't call it that yet. Okay, dating. But but it seems like a good fit. Um, and again, you're just giving hope, and I love that you're just putting yourself back out there. Even after the abusive, and then even after ruining those other couple of relationships, yeah. like you're not giving up hope. And I think that's another thing I wanted you ladies to understand that we, we need to take accountability when we fuck up, because mm-hmm. we do. We're not perfect. And I've always, like, I've always, I'm sure in every one of my relationships, I've had faults. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I know I was, because I was definitely like a brat. And I've oh, definitely no, been like a, <laughs> yeah, I was definitely in like my spoiled stage. I know for sure that I was definitely part of the reasons for mm-hmm. relationships ending but the fact that you just give hope and I think self-love is the most important thing mm-hmm. and, and even if even if this me and this person doesn't work out mm-hmm. people have to understand that in order to welcome in love you gotta take chances mm-hmm. and the most important thing is enjoy the experience Mm-hmm. Enjoy the person while they're there, making you happy, making you smile, and making these memories. Mm-hmm. Enjoy that. Even if it doesn't amount to a relationship or a marriage, mm-hmm. you tried. Mm-hmm. You tried with good intentions, mm-hmm. and that's what matters. That's so true. That's so, oh my God. It's so true, honestly, if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Because the, eventually the right person whoever God has for you is going to fall into your life. 100%. And it's always when you least expect it. And, and people, like, I think, too, because I was in such a tough relationship, again, like, we both had our faults in the last... I remember other guys treating me so well before that, like, diff, like when I was younger, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there are good guys out there. Yeah. Because I remember, like, I was also, like, I remember when I told my ex, like, if we ever break up, I was really, truth seriously, I'm never dating again, I'm just gonna boss up, I'm gonna, like own a bunch of businesses and I'm gonna just like adopt a child and I really truly believe that but God knew my heart I really right. want to have my own children I really want to be married Husband, yeah. yeah and I know I deserve that and God gives us a life to live abundantly so I knew that that would come to me um but I was like I was like okay like in my mind I was like I just don't want to do this again because you hear all the horror stories yeah oh my god dating is so terrible but men say it women say it but you can't go into a situation with that mindset. Right, and that's what I learned. Like, it's all, even when we joke about it, like, when we keep saying, like, haha, men ain't shit. Like, that's you know, not funny. That's not yeah. funny to stop saying that. Because mm-hmm. those are the men that you keep attracting. Yes, and not even that, but now you're taking away from the men that are actually good men. Right, exactly. So I, I had to learn that, too. I mm-hmm. had to really learn, like, mindset. And I think that you have such a strong, positive mindset. And anybody who, like... You just come in the room and it radiates. Like, it's something... Aww, it really does. You. Like, from day one from when I met you and 
I know that you went through something that was so traumatic, but like God does give. He knew what he was doing because if anyone was going to handle it, it was definitely you. <laughs> Thank you. And so not much. only did you handle it, you came out successful from it. And you came out with grace and love and hope. And you're not giving up just because of that one relationship. Mm-hmm. I always say move with love and sincerity. And if, if you're not any of those things, just, you just got to go. You just can't be here. Because I only want love yeah. around me. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's it. And and if you follow her, and I'm going to tag her, obviously, like, she's so motivational. And you just, you really just, like, give out that energy of, like, I love myself so much. I know what I deserve. I know what I want. And I'm going to get what I want. Like, mm-hmm. you're never, ever, ever, like, well, you know, maybe like you're like, no, I'm nah, gonna have this guy. Like, this is gonna be the guy that I'm gonna have. <laughs> He's gonna do A, B, C, and D. Done. Mm-hmm. This is the career I'm gonna have. It's gonna be A, and you mm-hmm. are, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and you're just getting started. So, imagine in another five years, ten oh. years, like it's gonna be crazy. I mean, we might have to do an updated situation on that. Oh, for oh sure, we're definitely gonna do an updated situation. <laughs> Hopefully, what happens at all? Even in a year, even in a year, even in two years. Hold up. Same. But even <laughs> in a year or two years, I feel like like I'm going to do some recaps from one of the, the most podcasts that I've had, like my both my trainers now mm-hmm. and, and another guy who had a really inspiring story. Even in one year, just to catch up and see them flourish, it's so crazy. So I'm like, oh my God, like we're really here now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're really moving up. We're really doing it. So who knows? In a year, we'll like catch up again but Absolutely. and we'll revisit this. But I just wanted to thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. It's always um, a pleasure. You really are truly inspiring. And you. you're obviously walking in your purpose because it shows. Thank you. And so do you have any last advice for the listeners? Um, Just honestly, just love yourself. Do the things that you love doing and you find enjoyment out of. And it's 2022. We're making money and memories. And if Amen. it ain't one of those, it's got to go. Amen. (laughs) And we will end on that because I might have to quote that, okay? (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. As always, um, it's Women's History Month. Keep thriving. Keep pushing. Keep walking in your purpose because we are making history. And I hope this is very inspiring to you guys as much as it was to me. Um, And check back for the next episode next week. As always, guys, peace, love, and glow, Erica.